Hello, and welcome to the Fuel Run Recover podcast, helping everyday runners fuel better, run smarter, and recover faster so you can reach your full performance potential. I'm your host, Stephanie Natchek, dietitian, fitness coach, and a fellow runner too. As the owner of Stephanie Natchek Performance Nutrition, I've spent the last 10 years helping runners learn to fuel their bodies, level up their running performance, and establish healthier relationships with food and exercise. If you're ready to reconnect with your love of running, then let's get started on today's episode. All right. So before we get started with today's episode, I wanted to invite you to check out a few great free resources that I created just for runners. To get them, all you have to do is click on the link in the show notes or visit www.stephanienachuk.com. If you visit my website, there's a little pop-up box that comes up and it'll prompt you to enter your email address and these guides will be sent right to your inbox. The first guide is my fueling guide for runners. So in this resource, you'll find my top fueling tips for runners, as well as some specific meal ideas for both your pre and post run fuel. If you've been struggling to understand what to eat when to support your running and just figuring out like what those meal ideas, like what those meals look like, what kind of foods you should be including before versus after you run, what the difference is between pre and post run fueling, then this guide is exactly what you need to get you started on the right path. The other guide that I created is my strength training guide for runners. So this guide includes both a PDF resource, has some tips, guidelines, and links to my YouTube series where I actually walk you through all of the exercises in the program. This is a great beginner strength training guide for runners who want an effective but efficient full body workout that helps support the key muscles and movements you need to run stronger and injury free. So once again, both of these guides are available together. I have them put together as a little bundle for you. You can just click on the link in the show notes or go over to www.stephanienatchek.com, enter your email address just the one time, and both of these free guides will get sent to your inbox right away. I hope you enjoy these resources and find them helpful in supporting you and your running. And now let's get into today's episode. So in today's episode, I want to do something a little bit different today for the vast majority of the episodes that you've heard here so far on the Fuel Run Recover podcast. Uh, Me and also, of course, my guests have mostly been sharing with you our tips, advice, strategies, you know, really making this podcast as valuable and informative as possible, and full of things that you can incorporate into your running strategy, whether it's your nutrition, getting some tips and advice on ways that you can improve your nutrition, talking about some popular diets that are out there and, and whether or not they're right for runners, and you know, hopefully giving you some things that you can do to improve your overall training quality and, and training approach as well. But today, uh, since we are now over 12 episodes in, uh, we're actually coming, going to be coming up to uh, 20 episodes. I wanted to share a little bit more about my story, uh, my, my running journey, and, uh, you know, just give you a little bit more of my background, my history with the sport of running so that you can get to know me a little bit better and then decide if working with me, joining my fuel train recover club, my online group program is something that sounds like it'll be a great fit for you. So I wanted to preface this conversation um, by just saying that I am not an elite runner. I am not a elite athlete. I was not even a great um, 
runner or, or athlete or, or into sports or track and field or anything like that when I was younger. So all throughout my childhood and, and even right through university, I wasn't someone who was super into sports or, you know, uh, competed in, in anything. I played a little bit of, you know, some recreational stuff here and there. And, and to this day, I do enjoy um, playing sports. I, I play on an ultimate frisbee team recreationally, but I have never been a super high achieving or, or high level runner. And as you're going to learn, um, as we go through this episode together, as, as I get into some of the things that I did wrong along the way and, and some of the bad advice that I followed as part of my running journey, you'll see why, um, you know, sometimes just paying attention to maybe what the elites are doing, trying to follow the strategies and the things that the upper 1% of athletes are incorporating may not be right for those of us who are quite a bit slower and, and certainly won't be taking home any medals, um, you know, today or, or ever in the future. I'm uh, recording this on Monday, April 17th. You'll be hearing it in a few weeks, but I'm recording this actually as the uh, Boston Marathon is taking place right now. So of course, some of the fastest runners in the world are, uh, you know, currently trying to uh, achieve uh, some record breaking and and some top times as uh, as we're having this conversation. And I think it's really uh, important to have resources and have information and things that are created for, you know, what I like to call your everyday runner. So resources and programs and things that people can put into practice that can work for them that isn't always centered around, you know, achieving that world's fastest time or, or you know, doing things that are maybe requiring so much time and energy for a lot of those runners where training and, and all of that really is their full-time job, you know, for all, for everyone else who doesn't have, uh, you know, that kind of time or energy or um, sponsorship to dedicate to training, then it's nice to have some other, other things that we can put into practice that will work for us. So to start our conversation today, I wanted to really just start by sharing how I personally got into running. How did I become a runner? And I wanted to share that because like I mentioned, I was not an athletic child, um, not by a long, long stretch. And even when I was in my early university years, um, you know, running and competing and, and sports and stuff like that wasn't a big part of my life. But I got interested in fitness as something that was sort of an adjunct to the work that I wanted to do as a dietitian. So I was completing my nutrition degree and I personally got interested in fitness really as a way of helping people just improve their overall lifestyle. You know, what I was seeing was that there was a lot of, um, you know, lacking in, in quality, I'll call it, sort of in both the nutrition and fitness industry with people not having uh, great training necessarily to be giving advice, um, especially in the fitness world, people maybe not being qualified to be giving nutrition advice, maybe sharing some really bad nutrition advice with their clients, things that weren't necessarily evidence-based or effective. And so what I really wanted to do in my career was be someone who could bring together both the nutrition and fitness side of things. Now, this was over 10 years ago now. And at that time, it was uh, not that common, you know, especially where I live in Winnipeg, Manitoba. 
it was very, very uncommon actually for someone to be both a registered dietitian and a fitness professional. And so I got interested in fitness sort of as a first step, started, you know, getting more into training, uh, getting certified as a personal trainer, helping teach other people how to use strength training to improve their fitness, reach their goals, better their lives. And then it wasn't until a few years later when I started getting really interested in running and, you know, the strength training and the nutrition as sort of an adjunct to helping runners specifically. So along with the nutrition education that I had, something I always, always wanted to do was work with athletes, you know, right from the very beginning when I was doing my nutrition degree and getting my professional designation, I knew that working in the sport nutrition, performance nutrition space was something that I, that I really wanted to do. And my career uh, definitely took a few turns along the way. I haven't always only been working with athletes, but the great thing is that along the way I've picked up so much other knowledge and experience and, you know, even other credentials that the different types of athletes that I can work with now is really varied. And, uh, you know, it's been so great for me to have so much uh, different experience as a dietitian that now that I really focus in on working with runners and, and of course, other endurance athletes, um, it's great to be able to kind of bring all of that together to help so many different types of people. So for me, I actually got interested in running, not because I wanted to specifically be a runner. I was someone who definitely, you know, like a lot of us when I was younger in my early twenties, uh, thought that distance running was boring. I couldn't imagine running more than two miles at a time. Cause you know, what do you think about or do while you're out there? I mean, this was before the days of having Bluetooth headphones and, and podcasts and streaming services. So, you know, bear with me, but some friends and I had become interested in doing like obstacle course racing. And I realized that I was going to need a significant amount of endurance if I was going to be able to complete the distance of some of these races. And then also, of course, the obstacles that come in along the way too. So what's funny for me is that I actually signed up for my very first half marathon because I knew that that was the distance I was going to be able to, I was going to need to be able to run that distance because that was the distance of the obstacle race that my friends and I at the time had had our eye on. And so I started training for this half marathon because I wanted to be ready for this, this next event that we had planned. We ended up doing um, many shorter obstacle course races. I never actually ended up doing that full, uh, that full half marathon distance obstacle course race, but we did do some others over the years and it was definitely a lot of fun. So in that first race training experience, because of course, like most of us, when we start out as runners, we don't really know anything. We don't know what we're doing. We are just kind of winging it. And maybe we have a training plan. Maybe we don't. But I did have someone, a, a local uh, professional here who's been helping runners for, you know, many, many years, a very, very experienced guy. Uh, saw me running at the gym one day and uh, I would tr often train clients there. So, so we knew each other a little bit from both working with people at that particular uh, fitness center. And he, you know, kind of gave me a, a brief overview of, of what a plan could look like. Now, for my first half marathon, and I, I shared this uh, particular story on a few other episodes, but I ran 13 miles. So I ran an entire half marathon for my long run every single weekend for many, many weeks, uh, probably a good 10, if not even 12 weeks leading up to that first half marathon. So I did 
not a lot of midweek running. I, I had a very hard time um, actually running what I was supposed to do during the week, but every Saturday I would go and I would do this 13 mile run. So my first race experience was fine. Um, had a little bit of a last minute knee injury and it took some time for me to kind of get that sorted out, but I finished the race and, you know, all in all, I did pretty good in terms of my time. I was pretty on par with my time that I was doing my long runs at. So I I was fairly consistent. It, It wasn't a terrible experience, honestly. I didn't know what I didn't know, of course, like most of us when we first start running and we're kind of just winging it and and we're, you know, uh, just sort of figuring things out. I didn't know what the next step would look like. I didn't know where I had gone wrong. I thought that was just, you know, that was it. And I don't know if I knowingly knew that I was going to be doing this hopefully for the rest of my life at the time, but it felt great to get that medal, have that accomplishment you know, there's nothing like a race day atmosphere, um, you know, the excitement of it and all of that was was just wonderful. Where the going got rough for me, where I really started having to learn some hard, hard lessons was in the races that I did after that. So I was fortunate to never have to DNF. So I, I'm fortunate in that I've never not been able to complete an event that I've signed up for. But my next few races... I struggled a lot. I wasn't able to improve my time. I wasn't able to get any faster. I didn't know anything about all of that stuff at the time. So for a few years after that, that very first race, that was in 2013, for the next few years, um, most of my finish times were slower than that very first one. And and what I know now, and, and what a lot of us in this run coaching space try to make clear to people is that for your first race, because you're going into it with no training behind you, it's kind of hard to completely mess it up. I mean, obviously you can do things the wrong way and there's a a right way and and a wrong way to kind of go about your training strategy as a whole, but almost no matter what you do, you're going to get better, right? You're going to see an improvement in your fitness. You're going to see an improvement in your endurance because you're going from zero to something with your training. Now, that did not continue to pay off for me in the long run when I went back to, you know, getting ready for my next races. The things that I was trying to do, I could no longer do. And even mentally, I just didn't have the same capacity, it seemed, to kind of go through those, that volume of long runs again and again. And it was really disappointing. And and I, it took me some time to sort of figure out what the problem was and to, start to make the changes that I needed to make to actually finally get faster. And so I was disappointed, you know, for a few years there with what was happening with my performance. And I was picking up maybe some not so great advice along the way. Now, by this point in time, I was already a registered dietitian. But what happens when you graduate from nutrition is that you're not knowledgeable and super specialized in some of these different areas. So endurance nutrition, running nutrition, sport nutrition, I had done a few courses in university and I definitely had an interest in sport nutrition, but I certainly did not have the knowledge base and the understanding that I have now with 10 years of additional learning and, you know, taking extra courses and continuing education and of course, real experience working with people. So at that point in time, 
I was a, a, a fully credentialed dietitian. I was interested in sport nutrition, but I was still very much a baby um, when it came to my, my knowledge and, and learning things along the way. Now, at this point, though, because I was interested in running, of course, I was starting to read some books and, you know, starting to immerse myself a little bit more in, in all of this. And some of the books that I was reading were written by elite runners, you know, coaches of elite runners and people who are working just in a completely different universe in terms of their performance, their capacity and their experience compared to me, you know, in my mid twenties and, and a very new inexperienced runner. And so this is not to fault any of the information that I was receiving or any of the, the things that I was following but, you know, some of the advice that I was picking up along the way, like, you know, never doing a long run longer than 90 minutes. So for one full training cycle, I capped out my long run at 90 minutes. That wasn't great advice for me because I am someone who definitely takes me longer than 90 minutes to finish a half marathon, um, especially back then. And so that just meant that I was really undertrained going into some of these races that I was doing. This was also right around the time when, um, you know, low carb diets for runners were becoming more popular again. I mean, this is kind of coming on in popularity throughout the years, but this was also a time when there were books and, and sort of people kind of bringing this to the forefront again. And there was people interested in fueling with fats versus carbs for longer distances. And again, me not really knowing or having experience in this area, um, you know, began to maybe question my need for carbohydrates or, you know, carb loading and stuff like that. So definitely, you know, not training properly, not training enough, just not putting in the miles that I needed to. And then also from a fueling perspective, even though I had that knowledge as a dietitian um, about the importance of carbs and, and fuel and, and all of that stuff getting sidetracked with maybe some of those uh, trendy things of the moment. Like I think we all, we all do from time to time. So for a few years there in the middle, um, I stuck with it. Fortunately, you know, I was definitely committed to running and, and being a runner and kept signing up for these races, even though, you know, I, I thought that eventually something was going to click and I was going to, going to be able to perform a bit better. How I finally got faster though was when I started to understand the importance of polarizing my training. And so for those of you who haven't uh, been made familiar with that particular topic, who haven't heard me talk about this before, or anybody else, polarization of training is basically when you focus on different aspects of your speed, different sort of spectrums of your speed, to develop different body systems that are contributing to overall better performance on race day. What that looks like is slowing down on your easy days, right? Running slow. We always say you got to run slow if you want to run fast. Building that aerobic base, putting in the miles at that easy pace or that lower intensity zone two training, however you want to break that down, but spending lots and lots of time training there and then doing smaller amounts of speed work and, you know, just what I like to call sprinkling in your speed on top of that aerobic base and that foundation of those easy miles. And when I started to read information and get into literature and uh, find that type of approach to training is when it started to really move the needle for me. And I ended up being able to shave a full 10 minutes off of my PR in my next half marathon, 
after I polarized my training. In the meantime, so between that first race and that fastest race, I had a number of disappointing slower races and and stuff like that in the middle there, which is okay. I mean, not every race we do is always going to be a PR experience, right? And, And since then, I have had other half marathons that have been a little bit slower for varying reasons. But by polarizing my training, that's when I was able to actually increase my fitness level, and it actually made a huge difference. The other thing that I did during that training cycle when I finally got faster was incorporating a better fueling strategy into what I was doing. So not only was I fueling more often and fueling for my shorter runs, I was really trying to work on training my gut to tolerate fluid and fuel better while I was running. So even on my shorter running days, like I didn't only save my fueling strategy for my longest long runs, but when I was running um, my speed workouts and, and doing shorter things like that too, I was also incorporating fuel and incorporating electrolytes into those workouts so that I was able to take things on the go. I was used to drinking um, my sports drink on the go. I was used to digesting and, and kind of tolerating, being able to handle all of that while I was running. And so that also is what allowed me to really dial in all of these aspects of just supporting better performance. So by approaching my training in a smarter way, right? We want to work smarter, not harder, polarizing my training, spending more time running easy, putting in a larger volume of miles overall than I had in previous races, but keeping most of them slow, fueling better, really making sure that I was fueling during those runs. I was having my electrolytes. I was practicing what I wanted to do on race day. That was when I was so happy with what finally happened when I got to that race. And that definitely for me was what sparked, you know, I think a a love of running that maybe before I was trying to, to prove myself, you know, I, I, I couldn't give up on running because I, I hadn't quite achieved this goal. But this was what for me really sparked what I would love to call my love of running. So from my first race experience to me kind of finally getting faster and, and finally improving my performance, you know, there was a huge evolution for myself in my knowledge, my understanding, um, my education that came along with it, which was so helpful, not only for me, but then also for the clients that I work with. So, you know, fast forward just a little bit to 2020, when I started to get more interested in the idea of being able to launch an online program for runners, you know, to be able to help people beyond just my local community here. Up until that point, I'd been seeing clients in person and and working with people one-on-one in person. But of course, with the pandemic, everything changed. We all went online. And so that's really when the Fuel Train Recover program or the idea for this program was born. And what I really love about this program and the way that I'm able to help runners, again, from all over the world, improve their nutrition strategies, their training strategies, their recovery strategies, is really bringing together both aspects of my knowledge and education, right, as a dietitian, as well as a trainer, to be able to help runners with all of these things that are all so fundamental to improving not only overall running performance, but also overall health and fitness. And so everything from, you know, what to eat and when, not just before and after you train or during your training, but as throughout your whole day in general, 
helping runners understand the running aspect of their training, as well as the strength aspect of their training, bringing those two things together, and how we can support recovery through sleep, nutrition, rest, and you know our relationship with food and exercise. And so that's, you know, the evolution or the journey that I've gone on as just always wanting to work with athletic people. And and I don't mean in the sense of being elite athletes or anything like that, but always wanting to work with people who are active, interested in fitness, and just, you know, kind of on this journey to self-improvement, on this journey to wanting to be the best version of yourself, the, the happiest, most confident version of yourself, even in the real context of having a life, having a job, having a family, having, you know, school, people who want to still show up on race day and get a medal and work for something and have these goals that have nothing to do with with anything else in our lives, but it's just for us. And I think that that's so special and something that, you know, we always should support in ourselves and in others and and something we should always keep and hold close is that that motivation that discipline that drive that we have as as runners so from my very humble beginnings as a runner how i got started how i i went through this evolution of needing to learn so much more about running needing to understand so much more about running to where i am today as somebody who has been able to confidently help other runners improve their strategies, get great results, whether that is just supporting better performance, whether it's improving body composition, whether it is integrating performance nutrition into something like a weight loss plan, you know, bringing together all of those pieces to help runners, you know, feel better so that you can love this sport too. So many people are struggling with not enjoying the process of training. Running feels really hard. We're anxious, intimidated by long runs and races. We have a lot of trouble um, with gut issues and stress and anxiety around that really interferes our ability to feel properly. Then we can have so much more sustainability and just long-term enjoyment of this entire process. So that's what I wanted to share with you today is just get to know me a little bit better, uh, hear a little bit more about my story, my journey as a runner. I hope that it was helpful for you. I hope that you took something away from this, not only in the sense that, you know, I am not an elite runner and I've made plenty of mistakes along the way, but also the fact that I've been able to learn some some good lessons and, uh, you know, eventually tap into my potential, which of course I'm still hoping to improve upon for years and years to come. I don't think we have to get slower as we get older. I think there's still plenty of room to grow for me and, and also for you. And if you're interested in learning more about the Fuel Train Recover program, my online program for runners, and how it can help you figure all of this out, put all of these pieces together. So you don't have to spend as many years as I did frustrated with your lack of performance, maybe not finishing races, maybe getting to race day feeling really unconfident, not fueling properly, not knowing if you've done enough of the right kind of training. If you want to get to your next race with confidence, you want to feel good about everything that went into getting you ready for that day, then the Fuel Train Recover Club is here to help. This is an online program you can join from anywhere. 
All you have to do is visit my website. That's www.stephanienatrick.com to get the full program details. I will be sure to link that in the show notes so you can just quickly find it. And if you have questions about the program, if you want to make sure it's right for you, if you want to talk to me a little bit more about your goals, what you're hoping to achieve with your running, then I would love to have a conversation with you. You can book a 15-minute discovery call with me to talk a little bit more about what you want to do with your running, where you're at to figure out if this program will be the right fit for you. So I will also link that in the show notes. You can book a discovery call, or if you want to just check out the Fuel Train Recover Club, you want to visit the website, see what it's all about, and you know, you're ready to get started, then the link will be there in the show notes as well. That's all for today. Like I said, I really hope that you enjoyed this episode and, uh, you know, let me know if you want me to share a little bit more of, of some of these personal stories and, and especially the things that I've gotten wrong along the way. Um, it's always fun to talk about our mistakes and, and talk about what we're doing better now, how we've grown and evolved over the years, but that is all for today. And we will see you in the next episode. Bye for now. The information on this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not to be used or relied upon for the diagnosis or treatment of any health condition. This information does not create a client-practitioner relationship and should not be used as a substitute for professional medical advice.